What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast. I'm your host, Brian. Thank you so much for tuning in. Wow. Season six. I hope you all have been enjoying it. Um, today's episode is about reasonable sacrifice. All right. Reasonable sacrifice. Uh, I was FaceTiming my daughter earlier this week and I said, uh, you know, I got to record an episode this weekend. What should I make it about? And she kind of, you know, thinks to herself for a moment, goes, uh, Daddy, why don't you talk about that dude who killed the other dude in the beginning of the Bible because he was jealous? I was like, what? I said, out of all the things you could think about spiritually, you're thinking about one brother killing another brother. Uh, She was specifically talking about Cain and Abel. She goes, yeah, because he was jealous. Why don't you talk about jealousy? And I said, wow, um, it's not really something I've ever thought about or put a lot of thought into, but sure. And so funny thing, I did what a lot of believers do. You know, if you've read the Bible or spent some time in the Bible, I immediately start to tell her the story. You know, I said, all right, you know, Cain killed his brother Abel because they both were making a sacrifice. Abel made a lamb sacrifice you know the first foal you know the first born lamb because he was a shepherd and uh cain made a sacrifice of grain which could have been you know just him saying hey this is what i have god this is my sacrifice and of course god honored abel's sacrifice and not cain's cain became very upset and jealous and actually winded up uh killing his brother uh the words were anger and um i said he lost his countenance countenance however you say that and um so i'm telling her the story and i'm telling her you know the reason why god accepted abel's sacrifice is because abel's sacrifice was a blood sacrifice and when the priest in those days before jesus walked on earth and made the once and for all sacrifice they would have to sacrifice blood because that was a sign of, the, of a covenant then you know god's covenant with his people were, was always made in blood and so i'm telling her this and i'm thinking to myself okay I, I know this story i've heard this story but i need to go revisit this story right and how can this story apply to my life now so um i went back and read it if you you know we probably all heard the story of Cain and Abel, but specifically it is in Genesis chapter four. All right. And as I was going back and reading this uh, passage of scripture, it brought about a lot of things. And honestly, the thing that stood out to me wasn't jealousy. It wasn't jealousy. And it wasn't the fact that the reason why God didn't honor Cain's sacrifice because it wasn't a blood sacrifice also that wasn't the thing that stood out to me what really stood out to me in this particular passage of scripture was God's mercy over Cain's life even after Cain murdered his own brother this is the first account of murder in the human race period so that's huge and so as I was going back and looking through this and I encourage anyone You know, if if you spend time in the word of God to go back and read this and really ask God to speak to you through his word. It's important that we do that. So as we're looking at this, um, you know, God showed regard for 
Abel's sacrifice because it was, you know, a firstling uh, of the flock. So he gave his very best. You know, Abel said, hey, this is what I have. God, if I'm going to make a sacrifice unto you, I'm going to give you the absolute best. And it said Cain, you know, brought, you know, fruit of the earth, you know, so probably some vegetables or whatever. And God was like, really, Cain, this is this is what you bring to me, your Lord, almighty, all powerful. And I thought to myself, you know, sometimes we as Christians can become extremely religious and churchy and legalistic. And the reason why God didn't show regard for Cain's sacrifice was not because of what it was. It was because of his heart posture. And there's so many times and I can even speak in my own life where I give God what I feel is acceptable and not my best, not my first fruits. And if you think about us as sinners, as people who are fallen and in a fallen state, and people who need a savior, how often do we just give God our leftovers? We give God what we think will get us through uh, or what we a lot of us give in a transactional way instead of realizing that God is God. And if we truly believe in God and we truly love God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, why would you not give God your best all the time? And so as I'm reading along through this and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, wow, man, I, I should, you know, make sure I dive into scripture even more because I, I got this wrong when I was trying to articulate it to my daughter. And then, you know, Cain murders his brother. And it's so funny that when I was reading through this again, I was thinking to myself, you know, in scripture, it says the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life. How often because of our own disobedience, we end up killing or sinning, which ultimately leads to death, which is the, the separation of God. Sin is anything that separates us from God. Death in a spiritual sense. Um not just a physical death, but a spiritual sense of death is, is separation from God. And how often that our own disobedience leads to anger and disappointment and doubt and fear and shame and guilt. And, and, you know, and so as I'm reading this, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, Cain didn't give his best, but yet his brother paid for it. And how often in our lives because we don't give our best, whether it's in our marriages, in our parenting, in our careers, in our prayer life, in our reading of scripture, journaling, and even in our discipleship of others, someone else suffers when we're disobedient to God. And I never really thought about it like that. I never thought about me slacking off could actually hurt someone else. And there are times, and I would be lying to you if I didn't say this, there are times where I don't want to read my Bible. There are times where I don't feel like praying and I'm like, God, all right, you're God, you can figure it out. But that's not a reasonable sacrifice. That's not me having being in relationship and loving my risen savior as if he didn't die for me. And so in Perfect Church, I want to challenge you that 
you know, we need to always hold God in the highest regard, even in our flaws, even in our sins. And because honestly, <clears throat> if we're honest with ourselves, we don't learn a lot from our success. We don't usually learn in our success. It's in our shortcomings. It's in our, our sin. It's in our brokenness where we really are focused in on our character and God can get to the depths of us, even the places we hide, even the messes that we create that we think no one knows about. And so I want to challenge you all in this as I, you know, like I said, reading this passage of scriptures, I go, my God, this this brother did not give his best, became angry, and ultimately killed his only brother, his brother who he worked together with. And when you think about that, how often are we killing other people because we're not giving our best? How often are we dragging somebody down because we're not spending time in our word? We're not giving our best effort. And we're wondering why sometimes people are miserable around us. Sometimes people are, you know, looking at us like, what's wrong with this person? We're not giving our best. We're not giving our all to God. We're not pouring out to God. We're not allowing God to pour in and wondering why we have nothing to give. Um, but there's something that's very interesting that happens in this passage of scripture that a lot of times we don't focus in on. And, um, you know, here, you know, Cain, you know, God asked, you know, Cain, where's your brother? Like, what happened to your brother? And, you know, Cain gets a little testy with God. He says, am I my brother's keeper? Like, like you're God, you're all knowing, you're almighty. You know, you should know where, where he is. You know, Cain tries to cover it. He tries to play it off. And in scripture, it says, um, in verse 10, he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Ugh, man. Can you imagine that God loves us so much that when something happens to us, even the ground will speak up for us on our behalf? That's a mighty God. And so as I'm reading through this, you know, God then says, um, you know, in verse 11, now you are cursed from the ground, uh, which is open its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Um, and God essentially tells Cain, as a as a gardener, as a harvester, that he'll no longer be able to produce from the ground. He'll no, no longer be able to cultivate crops and all this other stuff. And, you know, Cain is sad and he says, you know. Ultimately, I'm just going to go and hide and be a vagrant and wander and whoever finds me, I hope they kill me. That's basically what Cain says, like, you know what, I'm. I'm done. I'm going to just leave the garden. I'm going to go off and whatever happens, happens like I was wrong, whatever. And there's something special that happens in the scripture that um, I think is so very important. And God actually gives Cain a sign of importance and of protection. And even though Cain committed this heinous sin of murder. God still protects him. God, you know, says whoever um, tries to hurt you, whoever tries to slay you will be punished sevenfold. And you can see this in the scripture. And um, 
verses 13 through 15, you know, and God says, you know, vengeance will be mine if someone messes with you. And this is in verse 15 of this chapter. And I thought it was interesting because so often we think that our sin um, detracts value from our life or it, it takes away God's ability to love us and restore us and refine us. And it doesn't. And so, you know, when I think about this and you don't often hear about the redemptive nature of our God. And, and if you grew up like me, um, I never was really condemned as a child. You know, I was taught right from wrong. And a lot of times, even in uh, shortcomings and, and falling apart in certain areas, I was encouraged. I wasn't like, you're stupid. You're never going to do anything. You know, this is your fault. Blah, blah, blah. I was always encouraged. Hey, do better. Make better decisions. Use your brain. Think. And here we see a God who is actually redeeming and restoring a murder. A murder. And I want to be encouraging in this moment because, like I said, as earlier we covered, the wages of sin are de is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. And we can be restored and redeemed. We can be healed. We can be forgiven. We can be shown grace and mercy. And I never want anybody to miss that point about God. Culture will tell you. You should be canceled. People will tell you, you broke my heart. You don't deserve a second chance. People will often try to tell you your value. But here's the thing. No one can take away the priceless, precious value that you have because you're a child of God. Don't forget that. Don't ever think you are a second class citizen to God because you're not, because there's nothing that he can't overcome. There's nothing he can't redeem. There's nothing that he cannot do for us. Remember, God doesn't get caught off guard. Nothing is a challenge for God and God loves you unconditionally. OK, and so as I was reading through that, the last thing I could think about was jealousy. And yes, it's so easy to hyper focus in on man. Cain killed Abel, right? In a jealous rage or Cain didn't make this great sacrifice. But what stood out to me the most in this particular passage of scripture was God redeeming Cain. I don't know about you in perfect church, but sometimes I need God to restore. I need God to speak into my life and tell me that I'm worthy. Uh, I need God to realign my identity with him so that I don't look at myself as broken. I don't look at myself as a mistake or foolish or not good enough. God says, no, I love you exactly how you are. I created you. And sometimes it has to be a matter of allowing God to remold and shape your heart, remold and shape your thoughts remold and shape your beliefs so that you can trust in him no matter what and i'll tell you guys something that i'm learning in life more than anything else nothing changes our behaviors like our beliefs if we believe that god can restore forgive and redeem we behave different if we believe 
that God loves us unconditionally, we behave different. If we believe that even though we are experiencing tough times, God still loves us, God still will be there for us. We behave different. Our response to God's love is what changes us. You know, we can all be excited about what God is going to do in and through our lives. We can begin to realize that even through this passage, right? At first, when I was going to talk about this after my daughter gave me the idea, the first thing that I could think of was, cool, let's talk about jealousy, right? Cain got jealous of Abel. Let's talk about jealousy. But then God gave me redemption. I got you. Remember what I called you to remember the will and the purpose that I have for your life. And that's what we should be pursuing. Our God is a loving God. Our God is an unconditional God. Doesn't matter what you did. Right. And guess what? God knew you were going to do it before you did it anyway. But you can be restored. You can be healed. You can be redeemed. In perfect church. This has been our service for today. <laughs> All right. I pray that this is. Um. Something that can encourage you right where you are. Um, I know a lot of people are walking through a lot of things and in perfect church. I pray that you've been praying for me because I've been praying for you and things are looking up, not just because of my perspective, but because of how I'm seeing God and God work through even the little things. So in perfect church, uh, thank you so much for listening. Please share this podcast until we talk again. God bless you. God keep you. Thank you.